Welcome to the Good Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Thomas, and I'm sitting here with a uh, spectacular human being, uh, another good dude himself, Michael LeBlanc. No relation to Matt LeBlanc. Or are, are you related to Matt? No relation. I don't think Not I've ever that asked I know you of. that before. Looks very similar, though, if you're, you know, if you're just getting that idea. Yeah. You know, very, very physically imposing, mm-hmm. gorgeous, gorgeous man. Very handsome, chiseled jaw. <laughs> Totally not what we were coming to talk about today. <laughs> First off, I'll just let you introduce yourself, kind of yeah. tell everybody what you do, and okay. uh, and then we'll go from there. My name's uh, Michael LeBlanc. I'm the Director of Student Ministries at First United Methodist Church of Winter Park. I've served this church for about three and a half years. Um, in that role, I basically um, help advocate for and educate students grades 6 through 12 in our church community and our broader um, community of Winter Park and Maitland and Castleberry and help teach them about Jesus and help them put that knowledge of Jesus and love of Jesus into action throughout the world. So okay, so kind of making a difference. A little yeah, bit. I, tr- okay. I try. I try to make a difference. <laughs> I yes. guess that. That's good stuff. And I also try to help other people make a difference. I try to uh, raise up people who will make a difference as well. So All right. Well, not I, just I, doing the difference making on my own. That that is a great deal of difference. So there I you mean, go. exponential growth. If exponential we're at that growth. That way. Yes, <laughs> very impressive. Well, honestly, one of the main reasons I wanted to to have you you on the show, and you know, for those of you that don't know, we work out together. We're friends. We hang out. We uh, yeah. We we share very high level conversations very early in the morning <laughs> together, solving the world's problems and whatnot Always. at six a.m. at the CrossFit gym. Always. But specifically, I wanted to kind of ask you about your recent trip to Africa. Yeah. And you know, why did you go? What mm-hmm. did you do there? I'm was told there's a dinosaur involved somehow. Yeah, so yeah. expand on that. Yeah. So the why? We'll start with the why. Um, my church. Um, First United Methodist Church of Winter Park, we partnered with another church uh, in Naivasha, Kenya, uh, which is about two hours west of Nairobi. About six or seven years ago, uh, the partnership has been really collaborative, um, but the problem that our sister church in Kenya was coming up against is that there were uh, just so many uh, young adults and uh, older teenagers who did not have the kind of family base and support that they needed to be successful. Couple that with Kenya being a developing country, there was a really great need of helping uh, 16 to 22 year olds uh, become empowered so that they could take care of their own lives. The original idea was to take the oldest member of a family um, that has been orphaned, uh, meaning the parents are either not present or have passed away, Um, and taking them, giving them skills, vocation, emotional and spiritual support, and then giving them um, a startup kit, meaning uh, teaching them how to become a welder or a hairdresser or a DJ, and then giving them the small capital that they need to become a successful DJ, hairdresser, or welder. And so that that program is called Panua. and uh, it's been really successful for the last uh, six years. There's dozens and dozens of success stories already. It's a three-year program, and so we've already seen graduates really become successful and actually start hiring people in the community, uh, which is really, really great. Not just are they, you know, making a name for themselves and making money for themselves, they're also helping other people, which is really incredible. Yeah, and so I lead the student ministry, and. the student ministry here is called Elevate, and Elevate has sponsored a Panua student for years, but that usually just meant that we would you know, write letters every once in a while and right. never actually know why mm-hmm. we were doing it. 
And so I really felt called to take a trip there with some students. And so I went with, uh, I think it was seven students, high school students and their parents mm -hmm. uh, over to Naivasha, Kenya in June. Uh, we spent 10 days there meeting the Panua students, including the Panua student that we sponsored. Oh, that's cool. Um, her name is Rose. Um, she has a two-year-old named Daisy. Um, she has her own salon already. Wow. And yeah, she's uh, doing great. Um, she's a wonderful hairstylist. And so we got to meet them and get to know them, hear their stories. Um, and uh, it was just really remarkable to experience that. That's amazing. That's, yeah. So is that something that you've been engaged in since you've been here or is that something you knew about before or is that specifically to this church or yeah so it started with our church with our congregation and so um it it's something that i started working with when i got here um it has since expanded um panua is actually the swahili word for expansion oh wow um and so it's expanded here stateside we have churches in naples and sarasota and i think there's one in ohio that all sponsor a different group of um, Panua students. Um, and so it's really affordable to sponsor a Panua student. I think it's a dollar a day, um, and don't quote me on that, but it's really, really affordable. And um, you have, it's, you know, like these really strong models where you actually know the person that mm -hmm. you're sponsoring. You write letters to the person, they write back to you. They speak English along with two other languages. Um, every every single person in Kenya speaks a minimum yeah. of two languages. Isn't, isn't that ridiculous? Like, it's just bananas. Yeah, it's it's insane. I'm, but, I'm still trying to master English. Oh, for sure. And they speak English so much better than I speak Spanish, Swahili, um, or um, they call it mother tongue. But anyways, um, all that to say, they um, it's it's been a successful program for so long, and it's. Um, yeah, partnered with a bunch of different churches. So it's been uh, really cool to see that story That's uh, really unfold. Neat. Yeah. So while you were there, mm -hmm. um, I've never been to Africa. Right. I've been to the Middle East, been mm -hmm. to Asia, um, Europe, and, and other countries. Just never gotten to go to Africa. I've yeah. always wanted to. Um, I think it is is an amazing place. So yeah. give, me, give me something. Give me yeah, some, so give me some stories. I yeah. Mean, so I think probably... The, the biggest shock to me is just how green it was. I've it was heard that before. Alarmingly yeah. green. Yeah, and I've, that... I've been to Ireland. Mm -hmm. Ireland was, um, I, I felt like I was walking around in a place where like the, um, you know how you can mess with the ratios on your TV yeah, and turn the green all exactly the way up? Right. It, that's what it felt like. But it was the same in Kenya. I kind of anticipated my, as a child, my only um, exposure to Africa was the Lion King. Right. And so I expected dust and mm. Pumbaa and Timon and singing and dancing. So you're telling me Timon and Pumbaa were not there. Well, here's here's the funny thing. Uh, Pumbaa was, because Pumbaa <laughs> is the Swahili word for warthog. Right. And there are warthogs everywhere. Oh, wow. Lousy that's, with warthogs. That's Just hilarious. Every, every corner you turn, there's a warthog. <laughs> um, I would not have guessed that. I don't know why that is shocking to me. but and baboons. Yeah. Um, all over the place. Really? Oh my gosh, yeah. Like Just all hanging out, huh? Over the place. Yeah, yeah. And it was um it was spring. And it was Oh, I imagine. And I'll, and I'll let your yeah, listeners that's... Uh, fill in the blanks. But it was alarmingly <laughs> alarmingly green, very cold. Um, and we were going in June. Uh, the thing is, is that they're on the other side of the equator, so it was winter for them. Right. Um, and so it was quite chilly. It was incredibly dry. Uh Super high in elevation. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't they? It's higher than Denver, right? Wow. And so I'm taking emergency every day. My 
my nose is, is and everything is like super clogged um, and just dry, just oh. bone dry. Even though it's lush and green, still bone really? dry. But the people, the people were just incredible. I grew up in Polk County, which is kind of like a, you know, really country part of Florida. I'm from Wetumpka, Alabama. And, I think, and I think so, I'm good there. It's a bit like Wetumpka, I'm yeah. sure, which I don't even know if that's how you say it. It's <laughs> perfect. Um, Nailed it. But the people were very similar. Uh, everyone knew everyone. Everyone liked everyone, um, you know, at least from what I could tell. Um, and uh, I really felt at home. I felt like I was back in Polk County. That's cool. That's in a really lot of ways. Neat. And it was just shockingly beautiful. I cannot wait to go back. And I would really love to, like, go there on, like, vacation. Uh, it really? was just a really, really great time. Um, the food um, was yeah, very, very good. This. So you say very, very good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Really, though, I mean, is it relative very, okay. very good? Okay. What, what kind of food is so, it first off? Like, what, what, what is it? You get your plate. What does it look uh-huh. like? So it is a mashup of British. Okay, that makes sense. East African, obviously, mm-hmm. and Indian food. Really? Yep. So it's a part of the Commonwealth, and so you're going to get a little bit of everything good that Queen Victoria went to. Um, and so a typical breakfast would be beans uh, because of the, the Brits, mm-hmm. uh, potatoes because of where it's located. It's essentially um, Scotland, but on the other side of the equator, uh, Ireland, but the other side of the equator, mm. uh, and chapati, uh, which is essentially a tortilla um, that uh, is East African in origin, um, and then something spicy. And so that might be uh, beef liver. We had calf's liver one morning mm-hmm. for breakfast, and it was fantastic. Had goat, better than most steaks I've had in my life. Really? Oh my gosh, one of the most flavorful, meaty, oh, I, I mean, only I'm, got I'm a, a huge bit. lamb fan, so uh-huh. I can imagine that, you know, if prepared correctly, it's, so it's really it's, good. But... I would say goat is beef mixed with lamb. So like that nice greasiness that you get yeah, from lamb yeah, yeah. and that beefy steakiness that right. you get from beef. Steakiness, definitely. Steak. Steakiness, yeah, no, it's a technical Te- term. Yeah, we'll um, that one away. <laughs> very, very good. But here's here's the thing. I was gone for 11 days, and I gained 10 pounds. That's a, that's a pound a day for <laughs> those counting impressive. at home. That's um, And that's just In because... In Central Africa. <laughs> typically, <laughs> it's starch with starch with starch on the side. Yeah, I've been, I've been telling people it takes a certain kind of fat kid to go to a developing country and gain, <laughs> gain weight. weight. Um, but you know, the best meal I had was actually at a Panua student's uh, restaurant. So this uh, student, uh, Lillian, went through the Panua program. Three years later, she's given the startup kit to uh, develop and um, make a restaurant, uh, Lily's Cafe, and some of the best oxtail that I've ever had, because I've never actually had oxtail before. Um, um, and an incredible thing um, called ugali, which is like the driest grits that you've ever had, okay. but in a good way, made into almost like a cake. Okay, I and got then it's you. used as like a like as a, um, a utensil to eat. Oh, so like a like a biscuit a or a, a piece exactly. of toast. Exactly. Yes, it is okay. like a biscuit cake. Nice. So good. Nice. So good. So is it is it corn like cornbread? I mean, it's it's cornmeal. Okay, yep, it's cornmeal. And then um, uh, kales, uh, like the kale, vegetable, but plural kales. More which than makes one sense. kale. What? 
Do you eat one kale? Sometimes. If you yeah, very you, rarely eat one kale. You You've know, got multiple kales that's in there. That's true. I have multiple. But they call it kales, and that's that's usually what you would have as well. That's funny. So, it, you know, it just it bleeds into the hospitality of right. of the nation. Well, that's um, really cool to think about, though. That you know, even you know, on literally the other side of the planet, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's the same as if you know you walked into Polk County or, exactly. or Paxton, Florida, wherever. Exactly. And you know, people welcome you and mm -hmm. and share what they have. That's yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it, and, and it's it's cool to see, um, you know, something that uh, exists in Naivasha that doesn't exist over here are literal tribes. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are six or seven tribes represented in Panua. Um, and what's really remarkable and amazing is that even though sometimes those tribes don't get along in the political sphere or whatever, uh, in the Panua sphere they do um, because they have a uniting um, a uniting force, a uniting pull, and that's Jesus Christ. And it's really, really cool to see them express their faith in a way uh, with people they didn't grow up with, really, um, and uh, and the camaraderie and the love and the friendship that forms out of that, which is really, really, really cool. Yeah, that, that's really, that's, I would say, very uncommon when, yes. you, when you look at tribal societies. Sure. You know, especially in the Middle East, it's, it's not that way. I mean, right. Now, so are these... Are these tribal groups family based? I mean, is that like the the core family group, and then it's just expanded? To yeah, that's right. So uh, one of the things that um, kind of makes it even more difficult for tribes um, in uh, Kenya to get along and to get to know each other is that um, the mother tongue that I was talking about before. Every tribe has its own uh -oh. language, that and it sense. doesn't really sound like <laughs> any other tribal language. Um, and so you might have Maasai and Kikuyu in the same room, um, and their only uh, commonality might be if they were lucky enough to learn Swahili in school, mm -hmm. or if they were super lucky and got to learn English in school. Um, they usually learn Swahili first, and then they'll learn uh, English after that. And so um, different experiences, um, and sometimes there's a, there's a language barrier there as mm -hmm. well. Um, and so that's yeah, it's family based. You're born into it, and that's cool. Yeah. So, so these this group or, or these tribes are are obviously Christian. Um, now, is that the overwhelming majority in the country, or so? Actually, some some of the tribes are um, actually. You know, I, I can't claim to be an expert in, in Kenyan. Well, sociology. I mean, why did I have you? On? I mean, why did you For even have me here? But my experience, from my experience, the vast majority of the people that I interacted with were uh, Christian. Um, I think uh, some we met some Muslims as well um, and so uh, I don't I don't think religion is necessarily tribally based like I don't okay. think one tribe is more right. Muslim than the other that makes sense. I think there's it's uh, more of a, a melting pot mm -hmm. if you would oh, that's very interesting yeah yeah and so you know we we met um, people from the Maasai tribe and people know uh, the Maasai's because they have their beautiful um, plaid that they wear and they jump really high and <laughs> um and uh i also learned that their language sounds really um like almost star warsy like really? one of the words is loganot of course it is and that's that's the name of the mountain and like nairobi is based off of maasai word like mm -hmm. that kind of thing so anyways that's interesting yeah so did you get to see him do like any Tribal dances or no, ceremonies no. So that's or that's the thing about Naivasha. Naivasha is a smaller community, mm -hmm. but it is still very much a city. Okay. Um, there's an enormous mall. Um, okay. So it's pretty westernized then. 
I wouldn't say westernized so much as it's developed. Okay, that's fair. So it, it didn't, I didn't feel like I was in, you know, Rome or London or New York, but I did feel like I was in a place that was very African. Um, that's cool. But just African in 2018. And so... That's really neat because I think the... Right. I think the like at least for me, my preconceived notions are mud huts and yeah. and yeah. jungle and mm-hmm. you know no running water. Yeah. Um, and the buildings that they do have are like falling apart or exactly, whatever it yeah. may be. So and that's that was my that's what I thought I was going to see too. But the hotel that I stayed at was um, beautiful. It was mm-hmm. definitely the best location of a hotel I've ever stayed in. Um, the um, uh, the education system was really advanced from what I could tell. Everyone was incredibly well, they, they spoke much better English than I did, um, and um, which is a low bar, <laughs> um, but incredibly developed, incredibly developed. Always felt super safe, like never felt in danger mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, um, I think that's the other overwhelming yeah. feeling that a lot of Americans have specifically. Yeah. Is just Africa is just dangerous. It's so dangerous, but right. it's really, it's really, really not. And you know, my other mission experiences, I've been to uh, northern Mexico, which was quite violent at the I time that imagine. I went. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Haiti uh, three months after the earthquakes. And that was just yeah. wild west. For um, sure. And they've, they've developed since then. But um, this was like, this was nice. Mm-hmm. This was like really, really nice, and um, still a lot of work to be done. You know, um, my hotel was at the top of a ridge, and we looked over a community um, that was basically settled because people were homeless, and enough homeless people got together, and they built enough structures that it was determined to be a community. Right. Um, and so there's you know limited running water and things like that, but the people that come out of it are so hungry to succeed um, that. You know, I would not be surprised if you know in a in a couple of years we all drive Kenyan cars and uh, you know have Kenyan computers. Well, don't they have like a big like movie uh, business going on right now? I think I'm, I remember. Oh, I don't know. Like, Maybe it's like some huge Kenyan. Yeah, like it's it's almost like Bollywood. You know, was really a couple years ago. Like I would were, not be surprised. Trying to, I, would not I be saw surprised. some trailers that were pretty yeah. funny. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking. Yeah, out. I, I would definitely check that out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Kenyan's <laughs> just super. Super great. That's Big awesome. fan. Can't wait to go back. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm getting that impression. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so so tell me about the dinosaur. Okay, gotta, so yeah. Tell me about the dinosaur. I have a two-year-old um, whose name is Annabelle, and I was going to be on for a really long time. 11 days is a long time for a 29-year-old. I'm 29. Uh, must be a really long time for a two-year-old. And so um, she has a very cherished dinosaur that she calls Grandpa based off of the Land Before Time series. Yes. Uh, looks just like Grandpa from that. Mm-hmm. Littlefoot's Grandpa. The, the saddest movies ever it, made. Painfully sad. But by the 14th iteration, yeah. it's gotten pretty cotton candy I'm at that with point. You. I'm with so you. you don't really need to worry about it. But anyways, um, right before I left, I said, Annabelle, um, do you mind if I take Grandpa with me and I'll take pictures with him and we can FaceTime with Grandpa? Uh, do you mind if I take Grandpa? And she thought about it and she said, no. <laughs> uh, and then, so while she was sleeping, I took Grandpa and so put him you, in my back. So you stole um, her toy. Yeah, she's a two-year-old. She doesn't tell me what to do. 
And so, uh, uh, long story short, Grandpa Two Naivasha is a hashtag on Instagram. You can follow. Um, took a bunch bunch of pictures with Grandpa, lost oh, Grandpa. Like I, three I or four enjoyed times. the journey. It was it was it was great for me. The panic that I felt when I lost Grandpa the last time. We were on the way to the airport. Oh. You know, I'm I'm the you know the ministerial presence on this trip. I need to be the most grown up of the grown ups. And, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I lose Grandpa, and we're at this restaurant, and I order a steak because I'm a dummy, and I bite into it, and it's gristly. Now, to remind everyone, I'm in Kenya, and I'm mad that my steak isn't done well. And I throw a full-on hissy fit. I pout like a three-year-old. And then I realize, oh, it's it's because I don't have Grandpa. Of course. This is this is why I have such yep. a You're acting out. I'm acting out. I'm just yes. trying to get attention. That is... You so know, I, I apologize to everyone. Uh, yeah, way to represent us well, by the way. Exactly. That's yeah, fantastic. yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. people wonder why they don't like Americans. Exactly. You know? Well, it, very, very important. I never complained to the wait staff. Okay. I just complained to the people that view me as a pastor. Oh, so so you know better. All the people that you're trying to mold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Develop exactly. into I these, showed these you know sixteen year old boys Christian how to act. Leaders. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Um, but then, while, while we're waiting in line at the Nairobi airport, I reach into my bag. I feel Grandpa. I pull him out and I scream. I found Grandpa <laughs> to a large group of people oh. not from America who do not know what I'm talking that about. That is spectacular. And they were deeply concerned for I, me. I'm sure they deeply were. Concerned. As well they should be. <laughs> but, uh, but I really didn't care because I had Grandpa and I kept him with me the whole that plane is, ride back. That's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. funny. I mean, it's... That's going to be something I think that she's going to think is super special, you I know, think so. as she gets I hope older. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the little things, and that's that's significant, you know, yeah. especially in in our day and age of technology yeah. and, and things that we can save, you know, doing something like that. That while it is kind of small, I mean, it's a sure. tiny little dinosaur, but you know, just building that I think is huge for. Mm-hmm just for her to be able to look back and say, oh, that was really cool. So, I wanted to do whatever I could to communicate to her that even though I wasn't there, you she was gone. still with me right. um, because she matters so deeply to me. You know, something I never really realized until I became a parent is you really just can't communicate the value of a child to a parent. For sure. Um, the value of a parent to a child, I have felt that, you know, my mom, my dad love them very much, but mm-hmm. it's just a different kind of love um, that really you can't uh, communicate. So for sure, I was trying to do my best by taking no, grandpa. I, I, think, I think that's awesome. That's why I wanted you to talk about it. Yeah, I think it's such a good idea. Um, you know, I, I used to travel a lot with my work, and then mm-hmm. I get deployed periodically for right. whatever reason. And and you always try to come up with new ways. And I've heard a bunch of different things. I've, I've heard you know we did flat Stanley or whatever. Yeah. My, my niece sent it to me while I was deployed, mm-hmm. so I took some pictures with it and sent it back. And um, I had a friend that his his son liked to do puzzles. Oh yeah. And so every night or whenever they could, they would FaceTime and they would work on the same puzzle together. That's great. And that was a really cool idea. So that the dinosaur thing was I great. That. I think. No, that's was... really good. I think maybe as Annabelle gets older, we'll change it here and there because mm-hmm. I'll be traveling for um, for work. You know, as as long as I continue this. Yeah, for sure. So, world traveler, mm. uh, Mulder, <laughs> and creator of you know just a fabulous atmosphere of young minds and we might be overselling you know, okay yeah probably too far <laughs> on that one um, what's next what so what are we uh, you know where, where do you see yourself move from here you're youth director uh-huh. yeah. um, so where are you going from here 
So yeah, my um, I'm finishing up my Master's of Divinity at ILIF uh, School of Theology out of Denver. Um, obviously do all of that online with some trips out there from time to time. I'll complete in June 2019, uh, which I'm really grateful for. Um, after that, I'll pursue ordination in the United Methodist Church, which is a really, 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 really long process. How many um, reallys was that? Was that it was uh, six, like several, several, was several reallys. Several reallys. Yeah. Um, especially, I grew up Southern Baptist, and the ordination process for that was easier, is the nice way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, as a United Methodist now, it, it, I'm grateful for the process, but also... It's long. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, pursue ordination to that, but I really love student ministry. The thing about student ministry is that you meet an 11-year-old, and then you have seven years to help them become an adult. And it is the most formative, trying, difficult, and beautiful time in a human's life. Um, it's, I heard it described as almost like being a blacksmith. You put a piece of metal in the really fire, cool. yeah. it's really difficult, and then you take it out and there's just this difficult, hot piece of metal. And you try different things to try and convince it to become art. And so in a lot of ways, I'm just convincing these revved up, <laughs> insane pieces of metal to become who God created them to be. That's, and, and that's it's, a shockingly it's cool. beautiful analogy. I mean, I'd be like. You know, well, one spends a lot of time thinking about why they do what they do when they do what I do. <laughs> why is it three a.m.? Why, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> why is it three a.m. and I'm convincing a twelve-year-old to clean up the trash can that they spilled over? Uh, like, why am I not just going to bed? Why am I worried about the life choices of a bunch of sixteen? You know, why? Why am I doing this? And then I remind myself that. You know, I've been able to see in just my short career um, that uh, it matters and makes it makes a difference in the lives oh, yeah. of people. And then what's really, really cool is I serve a community of really driven human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not really meeting kids that are like, I don't know what I want to do for a living. Maybe I'll be a truck driver, um, which my dad was and um, had an incredible life because of that. Um, but a lot of my kids are like, you know, I think it'd be cool to, I don't know, like be a senator. <laughs> like you know, my uh, I'm tossing it around. You know, my I, uncle's like the commissioner of agriculture for Indiana. <laughs> so I, like, I don't know. I might do that. And and so and so you know, like and people want to be nurses. I got one kid. I I helped one girl, um, or you know, a girl that was in my ministry. She's graduated. She wants to be a missionary, but she wants to be an OBGYN. OBGYN. She wants to be a missionary OBGYN in well, a developing country. Yeah. How many people are putting that on their dream board? I, I can tell you I am not putting not that anywhere near my dream board. Not very many people. And so God's given me gifts and abilities to connect with people and has given me a passion for the word and, and all that. And so it's I'm really set up to help make people do cool things with the rest of their lives and their careers. And so... You know, one day my hip's going to give out, and I'm not going to be able to be a youth director anymore. And um, at that point, you know, I'll become a, I'll become a, um, a boring senior pastor. I'm just kidding. It, you know, God, God might call me to something else, mm-hmm. and I'll, and I'll listen to whatever call. That's God no, that's awesome. I, I remember not long after meeting you, I was like, that guy's a youth minister, if ever mm-hmm. there was one. I mean, that it's it's really cool when you meet people that are doing exactly what they're supposed to be I doing, that. and uh, you know. 
you didn't have the frosted tips, which I was a little disappointed about, <laughs> and nothing on you was bedazzled, which I was also slightly disappointed. I wasn't about. wearing plaid, and I didn't currently have a goatee. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was that part of it was a little bit of a letdown. But now, I, I, I liken it to like a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously in my life, most of my very um, influential people in my, from my childhood were my coaches. My mm-hmm. dad was my coach a lot, so you know he was one of there. And then even into the military, you know your coaches, your trainers, those are the people who who change you as a person. Right. Um, and you know you sound like you're perfectly fitted and suited for that role. And it's just amazing that you're able to do exactly what you were meant to be doing. Well, I, I really appreciate that. That's really great. And what's really cool is I get to serve this this community. My church is doing really great things. We have this new vision. Of being a vibrant family built on God's grace, and mm-hmm. um, and just that, just that as an idea of being a gracious host, being a passionate seeker after God's word. Like, if a whole community can be guided by such lofty ideals, um, being able to do what God has given me ability to do in that context is going to be really, really cool. So that's awesome. I've right. got to do really great stuff with it, and I'm really for grateful sure. for that. So, well, you know, one day God might call me to be a, a senior pastor, but in the meantime. I, I like playing dodgeball. That's hey, I don't blame you at all. They, yeah. they can keep all that stuff. I know, that's, I know. That's work. This mm-hmm. is this is the fun stuff. No, that's really cool. I, I I'm very happy for you. I, I'm I'm like I said. I'm excited to see people who are able to do what they're passionate about. Yeah. And and I think that's really cool because I think so many people just just do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I just got this job. It's like you were saying. I'll just do this. Yeah. And uh, and and so when someone does find something that they truly were called to do mm-hmm. is, is is always inspiring. So, where can people find more about you, uh, about your church, about your ministry? Yeah, um, you know your your Facebook video lives, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there's quite a laundry list. So I'll do my personal stuff first. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll the put these in the show notes too, okay, great. so that people can, can click awesome. on the links. Um, my website is malseminary.com. Uh, my middle name is Alphonse. Of course um, it is. And so malseminary.com. You can keep up with my seminary journey. There's also a place for you to donate to my seminary journey if you'd like to do that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at Alphonse813 because where else would you find me? And then um, my ministry is called Elevate SM at Winter Park um, at F-U-M-C-W-P. I really don't know what the Facebook is, but if you were to Google, if you were to Google Elevate Student Ministry Winter Park, Florida, you'd find it um, all over social media there. And then my church is First United Methodist Church of Winter Park, F-U-M-C-W-P dot O-R-G. It's a lot of letters. It really is. Yeah. It is a nightmare to communicate my email over the phone. Oh, I can imagine. So anyways, um, but we have services 8, 9, 30, and 11. Come and join us. Um, you would make us better if you were here. <laughs> That's, That's great. No, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time, by the way. Yeah, Joe, thanks. Um, you know, I, I always get the pleasure of, of speaking with you and, and just <laughs> gleaning some of that yeah. that passion, as we, as we would like to call it. <laughs> no, um, but I do appreciate you taking the time and look forward to hearing about all your great travels in the future. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Joe. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. I hope everybody enjoyed the interview. I know I had a great time recording it. If you haven't already, please jump on iTunes or Spotify or however you listen and leave a review. Give me some feedback and maybe make the show better. Also, if you are so inclined, check out my book. It is Providence, at least at Christie. It is a fiction book, and it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, pretty much wherever you want to try to find it online. Uh, Sure would appreciate it. I think you'll enjoy it.
Anyhow, until the next episode, take care. Bye. My love for you will make me try forever.